This is Entrepreneurs The Playbook, where each week I bring you some of the greatest athletes, celebrities, and entrepreneurs to talk about their personal and professional playbook to success. Uh, I have, uh, haven't officially done a consciousness training, but when I'm teaching habits and we are the accumulation of our habits, uh, I really started getting into the conscious continuum. And I found that a lot of people have uh, misnomers and guides about consciousness and the oversoul, the overconsciousness. So I thought I'd get a little bit deeper into the weeds of how our behaviors create progress that hopefully gives you more faith not to quit the good habits and to quit the bad habits. That's the whole objective of consciousness training is I want people not to quit good habits because they don't see results. And I want them to quit bad habits because they don't see results. Because habits, behaviors create instant results. And it's good progress for good behaviors and bad progress for bad behaviors. But I think if we don't understand consciousness, it's difficult to have faith that good behavior creates good progress and bad behavior creates bad progress. So now that we all know the objective of today, of why we want to learn about consciousness, I'm going to start with the conscious itself. And so our conscious is uh, when we are awake and it is regulated by a cellular memory. And we, I don't call them cells anymore. I call them selves, S-E-L-V-E-S, uh, because each individual cell is ourselves. And it's just amplified and accumulated and aggregated into our being. And it's represented by our consciousness. And our consciousness, our awake time, is interrupted. It's the connectivity to the subconscious, the unconscious, and the quantum conscious, the oversoul, the overconscious, our faith. And we need to understand how the conscious works in order to effectuate not quitting good behavior and quitting bad behavior. And I wouldn't it be amazing if we could uh, continue all good behavior and cancel all bad behavior and not drive down the ego-based consciousness that exists that edges goodness out of your life, edges God out of your life, edges gold out of your life. If we could understand that the conscious is regulated by ourselves, by ourselves, and it has a very short memory. The conscious cells or selves has a memory of awake time. And so that varies every day for everyone, but on average, it's about 16 to 18 hours of consciousness. And what we wanna do is we wanna input the most positive behavior, the most positive inputs, the most positive data into our consciousness every single day. We want to input that data so that it will talk to the subconscious, the unconscious, the quantum conscious, the oversoul, the overconscious that exists. And so we have to have mechanisms to regulate the regulation of consciousness. What do I mean by that? That when we are on a path of what we think we want today in a trajectory of what we think we want in the future and learning from the past. When we 
regulate the positive energy behavior, what we're doing positively, saying positively, thinking positively, believing positively and feeling positively. If we do that every day, on average for 21 days, it will start speaking to and developing a neural pathway, a ski slope, uh, a, a ski path uh, of your brain. And in the subconscious, there's about 40,000 thoughts that have created 40,000 ski paths that you don't have to think about. They're called neural pathways and, and they just make things easier for us. Unfortunately, if we have negative actions, words, thoughts, beliefs, and feelings, we're creating negative paths down our ski mountain. And we want to have the majority of the thoughts that exist in the subconscious be positive ones created by positive data, which is created by positive behaviors of what we think, say, do, believe, and feel. And so at a conscious level, 16 to 18 hours a day, we want to regulate the regulation of what is going into the 40,000 intermediate database called the subconscious. And so in order to do so, that's where we institute the five daily practices, the habit machine, of knowing our what, knowing our who, knowing our how, knowing our now, and applying our why. Because that's going to create a greater database of 40,000 positive behavior, positive thoughts, feelings, words, et cetera, that will help create the aggregation, the acceleration, and the compounding of the exponentiality of outcomes that we want in our lives. You will progress more, faster, with exponential results. What more can you ask for from your behavior? And so in order to regulate the conscious, which is speaking to the subconscious, building those neural pathways, which are, if you imagine your brain like a big mountain and you keep skiing down the same path, the exact same path every single day, it gets easier and easier and easier to follow that path. Do you want to follow a negative path or a positive path? It's all regulated by your behaviors. And it is indicative of the inception of possibility and of inspiration. Of our source of faith that there is something bigger than us of protection and promotion. We want to make it easier and easier to be protected and promoted. We want to make it easier and easier to get what we want or better. And so... In order to regulate the regulation of what goes into the intermediate database of our subconscious, we want to cancel out anything that we're doing that's bad behavior. We want to cancel out anything that we say that's bad behavior. We want to cancel out anything we think that's bad behavior. We want to cancel out anything we believe that's bad behavior. We want to cancel out anything that we feel that is bad behavior because we don't want that ski path to develop in our subconscious and have it be the automatic reaction when we're awake and or when we're asleep, covering all 24 hours of a day, accelerating in the wrong direction, creating void shortages and obstacles and wondering why. So we use that cancel mechanism at a conscious level. Now, how do we identify 
the 40,000 of the thoughts that we have. And what do we want to do with the positive ones that are in our subconscious? And what do we want to do with the negative ones that are in our subconscious so that we have a majority, if not all of our subconscious actions, words, thoughts, beliefs, and feelings be aligned with the trajectory of where we want to be with positive progress that we can't see, feel, or touch, or utilize our five senses for. We can't see progress. We can't hear it. We can't touch it. So we have to have faith of it. How do we do that? Well, in the subconscious, we see our automatic reaction, especially when we encounter fear. Fear of the past, fear of the future. Fear of the past usually is in some sort of form of resentment or guilt. And fear of the future is in some sort of uh, form of anxiety or worry. And what we want to do is when we encounter fear and we see our ego react in an autonomous, automatic way, we want to clear that action, those words, those thoughts, those beliefs, and those feelings. We want to clear those from our mind. Because as we start to create greater progress positively with positive actions, words, thoughts, beliefs, and feelings, we can start replacing the negative subconscious words, thoughts, beliefs, feelings, etc., with positive ones that are more aligned with where we think we want to be or better. And so we clear our mind and create new ski paths that are autonomous and automatic to reacting to fear, fear of the past or fear of the future. And we can identify those. We can identify by the needs of the subconscious to react, the need to be right or the need to be offended a need to be separate in any way, a need to be inferior, a need to be superior, a need to be angry or upset or anxious or frustrated or worried. All of these needs are indicative of the subconscious intermediate memory that we have that is created by 21 days of input or more in order to facilitate better autonomous being in a trajectory of where you think you want to be better. But most people, most people, because they can't see the progress, which is, of course, the objective of this training, to consciously consciously have more good behaviors and, and stop the bad behaviors so that we clean up our intermediate memory so that we can then impact our unconscious, our quantum being, our energetic and genetic inheritance, which it takes a lot longer to completely change but we can progress, dissipate, dissolve, and disappear the interference between us and where we want to be or better. And so we cancel out anything we're doing, saying, thinking, believing, or feeling that is not aligned where we want to be or better. We cancel those out and we replace them into the cell each day. Minimum of 21 days will create a new neural pathway that creates an autonomous automatic reaction of positivity, not ego not edging the goodness, the God, and the gold out of our lives. And so when we can't control or have an autonomous or automatic reaction to fear, 
we know there's something to clear. We know that we have to clear that neural pathway to replace it with a positive behavior and meet the objectives of what we're trying to learn today. Why? Because the only way that we truly can find our higher self, reach our potential, create deltas between the basements that we're born with and the ceiling with desire is to understand our unconscious, our quantum being that lies deep within us, that requires the deepest work, the most self-development that we can have by identifying genetic and energetic inheritances that despite what people are confused about when they talk about habits, it takes 21 days to have a habit or stop it. It's not true. It takes 21 days to create a neural pathway that creates an autonomous reaction to something, but it's still regulated by the unconscious, by your own quantum inherited genetics and energetics. So if you have an addiction and you are canceling out that addiction for 21 days and clearing the subconscious of that addiction for 21 days and creating a new neural pathway and replacing it with exercise or positive mental thoughts or clearing that it'll still be fed and regulated by the uh, unconscious. So if you have a genetic inheritance of an addiction or an energetic inheritance of addiction, we have to work on the genetics and energetics by not only continuing good behavior, that's why so many different programs exist, including that is why I developed the habit machine, the five daily practices that allow us to continue to not only deepen the track on the neural pathways and remind our dummy cells, the short-term memory of ourself, the cells that we have at a sensory level. Uh, but most importantly, slowly and surely shifting our genetics, slowly and surely shifting our energy in order to facilitate a reinforcement of positivity in a direction of where we think we want to be or better. This is how the human operating system works. It takes data every day through ourselves or cell. It talks to our subconscious to create a neural pathway and an intermediate memory of the 40,000 of the things that we've done for 21 days or more, which then allows us to chip away, dissipate and dissolve the genetic and energetic inheritance that's either helping us get to where we think we wanna be or interfering with us from getting where we want to be, our potential. And as we shift that energy, we can utilize what I call inspiration or connect. So we cancel what we do say, think, and believe at a conscious level. We clear what we think, say, do, and believe at a subconscious level. And then we connect to our source at an unconscious level that then will regulate the genetic and energetic inheritance that we've been given from genetically at least four generations energetically if you believe like I do could be from four million lifetimes four lifetimes two lifetimes or just from birth whatever you believe is fine with me 
but there is a genetic and an energetic inheritance, which we have to, the same as at a conscious and subconscious level, have daily practices in order to chip away, dissipate and dissolve or shift our genetics and energetics to have them be aligned with where we think we want to be or better. And to do that, what we want to do is to identify the most damaging trauma or genetic or energetic inheritance that we have that's interfering with where you want to be or better or creating an acceleration in a trajectory of where you don't want to be or creating void shortages and obstacles in our lives every single day to make our conscious and subconscious activity even more difficult because we spend so much time canceling and clearing those behaviors and not enough time connecting to source or to the inspiration that we've been given an omniscient all-powerful one that loves and protects us more than our mom and as we understand that we can use that connection in order to facilitate the shifting of our genetics and energetics we can use it in one of the exercises and I will send everyone the cancel, clear, and connect exercise. I also will send the conscious training outline for you as well as my book. Just email me. I know on all these platforms, everyone probably already has the books, but you got to see these guides. It's free. I'll pay for shipping the books, the exercises. Just email david at dmeltzer.com. In order to connect what I do, and it's work for me to chip away dissipate and dissolve the genetic and energetic inheritance that I don't want that isn't aligned with where I want to be or better. What I do is I picture the person, place, or thing, or circumstance that is interfering with my potential. The one that I can't get out of my mind, the one that's in my mind when I go to sleep and when I wake up, the one that causes me to react in a way autonomously, automatically to fear in a trajectory of that I don't wanna be in. So I picture that in my mind. Let's say someone has hurt you. Someone has intentionally tried to hurt you and it has created an automatic autonomous reaction that is impacting all the other good relationships in your life. Picture that person in your mind's eye, close your eyes, get away from everyone else. Go ahead, get away from them, picture them in your mind's eye, and then think of all the good about that person, right? Because nobody's as bad as they say they are. Nobody's as good as they say they are. Everyone has good and bad in the conscious, subconscious, and unconscious continuum. So start picturing, maybe they're a good father. Maybe they're uh, a great coach. Maybe they're a wonderful uh, humanitarian, but yet they may be a covert narcissist that has damaged you intentionally while being passive aggressive and appearing to be so nice to everybody, which makes it even more difficult because people think you're the jerk. And this has created uh, insightful uh, agitation to the unconscious competency that you have, that genetic and energetic inheritance. And now I'm picturing that person that is hurting me intentionally and I'm every day finding the light in them, the love in them and the lesson. And I cover them in my mind's eye with that light. And then I think about in the same picture of my mind's eye, I think about what I love the most. Maybe a family member, a child, uh, maybe a favorite event or circumstance, a defining moment. Maybe it's a flower. Maybe it's bananas fosters. I don't know. 
something that is pure light to you, that is easy to find, that you probably think too much of, and take that light and cover that, and then cover both the person that is intentionally damaging you and the idea that you love the most. And now you have a brighter, a stronger, a more forceful, omniscient, all-powerful light in front of you. And take that light and hold it over you until you feel the shift, the energetic and genetic shift. Until you feel some sort of dissipation, you feel that uh, fear dissipate or dissolve, fear in a realm of needing to be blank, whatever that is, afraid, anxious, worried, angry, upset, resentful, guilty, separate, inferior, superior, right, offended, whatever. And hold it there until you feel that shift and do that every day so that you can dissipate and dissolve the genetic and energetic inheritance that you have is not aligned with where you think you want to be or better. And when you finally are capable of doing so, pick something else and continue to work through the daily practices, practices in order to effectuate the nothingness to nothingness that is representative of our journey here from no thing to no thing. At a conscious level, we need to cancel all of the negative input that goes into ourselves or ourselves. At a subconscious level, we want to create as many neural pathways, as many autonomous, automatic paths that are directed and communicating to our unconscious self in order to effectuate the positivity of those 40,000 things that we do say, think, believe, and feel every single day. And then we want to chip away and dissolve and dissipate any of the genetic and energetic inheritances that we have that are not aligned with the trajectory towards our potential of what we think we want or better, making it easier to cancel, clear, and connect the dis-ease in our life. The dis-ease that exists in the behaviors that we have. And if we utilize and understand the conscious continuum, we can then have all from start to finish our behaviors allowing us not to quit the good ones and to quit the bad ones because we have faith that progress is inherent in behavior and in order to effectuate that from nothing to no thing we need to know what it is we want every day so know your what today you're guaranteed, almost guaranteed. I, I like to uh, say that I'm guaranteed 24 hours a day, today. Because if I'm wrong, I pretty much mitigated all my risk by hours, not by days, weeks, months, and years. If I'm wrong and I say to everyone, hey, we're all guaranteed 24 hours today, that's it. I'm on the majority right. And for those that I'm wrong for, it doesn't matter one and two, I've mitigated risk because you've only been cheated a few hours. So I keep my daily practices and what I want today and the trajectory of what I think I want by learning the light, the love, and the lessons from the past mistakes, failures, setbacks, defining moments, historical relevances of the past. Because when I know what I want today, it takes the nothingness that everyone lives with, living their lives like tubes, 
separate from everyone, food in, food out. Don't be a tube. Don't be a tube. I want you to take control and just think to yourself, what am I going to think, say, do, believe, and feel today in the trajectory of where I want? Know your what. And it may, the weather may determine what you want. In-laws may determine what you want. A flat tire may determine what you want. The interest rates may determine what you want, but just today. Because then you can know who you can help and who can help you. Building a community of people that want to help each other and know people that can help each other, which creates a community, a lifetime of community of people that are buying from you, selling for you, which allows you to figure out how not only will you go from nothingness to knowing your what, a possibility, knowing your who, a probability. Now you have changed your entire perspective because you know how to be productive, accessible, and gracious with the 24 hours that you're almost guaranteed. And you now can reconcile the 24 hours of time with the infinite, the omniscient, the all-powerful, the unified, abundant system of thought that you belong to. And when you know your what, the possibility, and know your who, the probability, and know your how, the perspective, you are absolutely guaranteed to know your now, to be present, to prioritize what's important, knowing that prioritization is the antidote to feeling overwhelmed or procrastinating. And you're able then to apply your why. You're able to identify consciously the ego, edging goodness out of your life, edging God out of your life, edging gold out of your life. You're able to identify and cancel those conscious thoughts, words, beliefs, and feelings, and actions. You're also able to identify the subconscious 40,000 neural pathways, pathways that are either working for you or against you, <clears throat> replacing those with those behaviors. And you're able to connect to goodness, to God, to gold. You're able to connect to dissipate and dissolve the interference that you have inherited unconsciously. And if you work through the conscious continuum in the five daily practices, you will create a collective consciousness by empowering others as well, by continuing and not quitting the good behaviors and identifying the bad ones and quitting those, even though you don't see progress, even though you have no attachment to an outcome that is exactly what you thought it was going to be. Because in the end, the conscious continuum is the collective consciousness of that unified system. It is our source of faith, of an omniscient, all-powerful, all-knowing system, unified in abundance of thought, words, beliefs, and feelings that we all can dissipate, dissolve, and disappear together in a trajectory of where we want to be in happiness, joy, passion, purpose, and profitability. Use the conscious continuum combined with the five daily practices in order to empower others, to empower others, to be happy. Once again, I'm more than happy to send you the training guide from today, the conscious continuum training guide, the cancel, clear, and connect exercise, which is in my book. I'm happy to send you that as well. I'll sign it to you, send it to you, pay for shipping. Happy to have you give that to a friend. Uh, we are on a mission here, especially in the Breakfast of Champions, of empowering others to empower others to be happy. 
over a billion people to be passionate, purposeful, and profitable. Over a billion people will create that collective consciousness. And everyone knows that one particle of light overcomes a million particles of darkness. Be part of that light. Be part of the community. Be part of a community that want to help each other and know people that can help each other, that buy from people and sell for people. And I promise we will make a lot of money, help a lot of people, and have a lot of fun. All right, Nick, it's your turn. Go ahead, set the room, and let's answer some questions. What do you say? Hold on, you guys can hear me? Yes, sir. How are you? I'm good. Hey, Nick, it was finally good to get that hug, finally, uh, at the dinner. Um, so I don't have a question, Dave, and everybody. It's more of a comment. You know, I took the um, that first big step in coming to your dinner. Uh, the other day, and um, I, re- it, it, I already knew what this was all about, but the, f- the the feeling of family that I felt there, and it really showed me what you meant by being more interested and in, in, interesting. People came up to me and, and just talked, and I made some friends, and I just had such a great time. When I walked back to my car, I had my journal with me, and I wrote down how I felt, the anticipation driving you know, from my house there at 80 miles, a little bit, a little scared, a little nervous, but also just, you know, just excited. And I'm, I'm harnessing that, that feeling into a power, Dave, that, you know, I try to stay like that every single day. So I think I have my new hobby, which is trying to come to these VIP dinners. <laughs> uh, it was a great food. And, uh, it's all, you know, it's always nice to see you, Dave, but anybody that hasn't done that, um i took the first step and it's it you know i'm still feeling the effects of it even my girlfriend um when i came home you know i i couldn't sleep you know i had to be at my kitchen you know four in the morning i didn't get home to one but i mean i still had energy all day she just listened and encouraged me and so um she wanted to tell tell you to ask me to tell you babe, thank you for just helping me and um, and then everybody else, uh, Dave, Nick, your daughters, everybody that's with you, it's just amazing. So that, that's my comment for today. I love it. Yeah, it's, you know, it's so interesting because we invite everyone to these dinners. And there's extraordinary people, but it's the community that really is of value. Notice he didn't, you know, talk about the Olympian uh, three-time gold medalist or, you know, Claude Silver was there, or, you know, the, the amazing, so that, you know, you got Drew Brees and John Asseroff and, you know, Ryan Surhan and all these guys coming to these things, Marshall Falk and Angelo Pizzo and Tom Brady and Chicharito and amazing people. And there's a reason we guarantee it, Ron, is because we're trying to entice people to come and we want them to see the value, right? We know that if we don't have value then people won't show up and you know this is what we hear all the time it's what inspires me and i think a lot of people they aren't more interested they don't show up and then they wonder why no one shows up for them and it's i I just laugh because the first you step two uh two steps in the restaurant and there was a, a local lady that came that through we keynote to Propelify the next day, which by the way, Ron, next year you have to come. Uh, literally, there's so many people there for you to meet. But with two steps, 
someone I didn't know at the VIP uh, dinner is like, oh my God, I do this, this, and this. And I go, oh, you got to meet Ron. He's right here. And uh, there were so many people. And then we, we met uh, another gentleman. So get the information from Nick uh, that feeds families and he wants to talk to you, but they have a distribution and they would be interested in providing free distribution for you, uh, which will change your entire business uh, because oh, wow. Ron, Ron's a chef for, for seniors and he provides meals uh, to people that, you know, have a difficult time getting fed. And so uh, he is a person that lives in that trajectory. Ron, where can our community here reach out to you if they want to help uh, provide meals for seniors? Yeah, so uh, two ways. If you just go to chefsforseniors.com, uh, it's a franchise with uh, 100 locations throughout the country. I cover southern New Jersey and Philadelphia. So if you know somebody in that area, just go to the locations and you go down to South Jersey, Burlington County, and that's me. My phone number is 856-308-0310. You can just call me. This phone is always on. Text me if you know somebody in need. Um, and then we also have a nonprofit that can help feed people that cannot afford our service. So two ways to do, to do that, Dave. So I can't, you know, thank you so much for letting me even talk about that. Of course. And, you know, I, I also got to say, Dave, like, it's it's amazing to me how, you know, and, and not putting myself down, but how I'm, I'm on your mind. I find that quite amazing, you know, <laughs> and um, so yeah, I appreciate that. And um, and then one last thing I, I, I know I, used, I always share with my daughter and I don't like to bring it up much, but you're, what you're talking about today about, um, you know, habits and things like that. I'm sure you heard the word Zygot, uh, right, Dave? Yeah. Uh, so, you know, my daughter's doctor, Dr. Ben Carson, we actually had an, uh, an appointment at the hospital yesterday at, at Hopkins. He wasn't there, but it was a Zoom call, and he did a surgery on my daughter. And he said to me, he goes, what have you been up to? You, you're acting, you look different. And so I told him about you. I don't know if you know him, but he knows you, and he goes, oh, the great Dave Meltzer, so that's <laughs> Dr. Ben Carson. I don't know if you know him, but he, he says he watches your content. So I, I just find it amazing all these synchronicities that are happening in my life because of you know, being part of your group. Well, thank you. And one of the things that's different about the content that our community shares, uh, you know, I, I love the 19-year-olds. You know, I, I love them and I'm planting seeds in them. And if you're sitting here during this training, you realize that Sometimes I'm above uh, people's head sometimes, <laughs> you know, I get into the flow and I'm talking, I'm like, I wonder if anybody understands what I'm talking about it. But, you know, what I find fascinating is it's those Ben Carsons of the world, the people that are empowering others to empower others, saving lives in surgery, the Myron Rolls of the world, the, you know, Ariana Huffington's and uh, Randy Zuckerberg's and, and, and you know, all, it's amazing how people come up to me and say, dude, I love your content. I watch it. They don't follow me. Um, they don't follow me. They just watch it on LinkedIn or some other place. But, you know, this community is, is amazing. And that's why I love being here. People ask me, you still on Clubhouse? I'm like, yeah, of course I am. Because this is a community of people. And I, I will be here until they close it down. And if only two people show up, I will be here uh, to share 
my thoughts, ideas, and words, and beliefs, and feelings to everyone so that they can pick and choose what resonates with them. They can also pick and choose what doesn't resonate with them and take what resonates with you like a handful of sand and hold on to it and share it with someone else. All right. What a great first question or comment. I love you all. FC Clark says I have a question, but he didn't put it in there. I, I, I love it. It's like people, Nick, you know, I train you three times a week and uh, which we do for everyone in my company. But I, I love people say, uh, can I ask you a question? I'm like, you just did. So uh, I'm trying to train people not to say, you know, I have a question or can you ask me a question? Just ask it. We're here. Come on, everyone. All right, Nick, reset the room. Thank you, Boris. Thank you so much for Plenty of hugs coming your way. And as a reminder, make sure to put that email, your website, and even your phone number if you're comfortable in the comments so people can, uh, of course, follow up with you if you missed it, if they missed it. Um, but with that said, we are almost to the fourth quarter here of David Meltzer's Power Hour. Of course, here with the Breakfast of Champions, I see the shares bumped up a few numbers, but let's get at least get that up to 30. So continue to share the room with all your friends, family, colleagues, anybody you believe would benefit from this incredible conversation. Uh, but even furthermore, David, our next person up here uh, with their question is going to be the wonderful Colleen. So Colleen, happy Friday. Welcome to the stage. Feel free to unmute yourself. Happy Friday, everybody. Thank you so much, Nick. Uh, my question today is about identification. Um, what do you do or what is your practice in identifying those recurring patterns or experiences in your life um, that really provide that kind of clue of the connection between your your conscious purpose and kind of your subconscious actions yeah so the first step in determining clues is to identify fear so we can't find the clues to the quantum nature that we have the energetic and genetic inheritance that we have unless <clears throat> we can identify fear first because if we identify fear, we then can identify the autonomous automatic reaction to fear, the ego-based prescription that edges goodness, edges God, and edges gold out of our life, E-G-O. And if we practice identifying fear and we start taking the clues of how we autonomously or automatically react to fear, we then can see patterns. So we identify fear, we identify how we autonomously and uh, automatically react to it. Then we start looking for the patterns of how we react to it by aggregating all those clues and seeing patterns from those clues. And then it allows us to make a choice on what behaviors we should be doing and what behaviors we should be doing in order to effectuate the cancel, the clear and the connect in order to not only give better data in ourself, our cellular memory at a conscious level, our subconscious neural pathways at an intermediate memory level and change out the 40,000 of the thoughts in the trajectory we wanna be, which will talk to the epigenetic layer and the energetic layer of who we are in order to facilitate the dissipation, dissolving and disappearing of the energy that is not aligned where we think we want to be. If you don't identify fear, the rest will never happen. And so we utilize identification of fear and identification of ego or autonomous or automatic 
reaction to fear in order to facilitate identifying clues. As we identify the clues, we then look for patterns. We then use Cancel, Clear, Connect in order to make better choices to create the behaviors that create the best progress towards what we think we want or what we wish we want or better by learning faster the light, the love, and the lessons from those behaviors. Great question. I appreciate it. That's at its core. Uh, a great practice. Also, why I give the daily practices of knowing your what, knowing your who, knowing your how, knowing your now, and applying your why through this methodology. And once again, love to share that with everyone, David at dmelzer.com. All right, Nick, I'm going to uh, go ahead and uh, I know I'm going to cut you off, but I, I'm going to, oops, let me read this off here uh, from FC Clark because he responded to. Uh, because I have a question. All right, perfect. I love this guy. All right. Can you share about value of last minute opportunities and how to overcome the nervous process we go through with these pressures? Um, so last minute opportunities in my world would only occur on a daily. And because I'm only looking at what do I want today concerning all the options, opportunities and touches of favor that exists, the external circumstances and people and events, weather, interest rates, et cetera, flat tires. Anyway, I go ahead and evaluate what is it I want concerning all of that today in a trajectory where I want to be, who can I help and who can help me, how best can I get it done? And then the key to answering your question is that in order to understand the value of all opportunities, last minute or two years from now, and how do we overcome anxiety, fear, separation, insecurity that we don't know what we don't know is simply knowing our now. If we know our what, our who, and our how, we can prioritize last minute opportunities or reprioritize opportunities because within the context of knowing our how, we're utilizing those lenses of productivity, accessibility, gratitude in reconciliation of time. We're studying paying attention and giving intention, what we think safe to do and feel to the coincidences we want today in that trajectory of the future and what reduces and resolves the nervous process and the pressure, the overwhelmed and procrastination that occurs from last minute opportunities or any opportunities, options and touches of favor that exist is the knowledge that here are the activities that I'm prioritizing today, the non-negotiable activity of sleep, family, fitness, faith, finance, and time. Here's the activity I have planned and the activity I don't have planned. Here's the activity I get paid for and the activity I don't get paid for. Now I have another opportunity, option, touch of favor, last minute, last second. The only way that we reduce or dissipate or disappear the nervous process and pressure that that creates is to know what's important to us today in the trajectory of what we think we want in the future and learn from the past to make a reprioritization with the activity we don't have planned to replace or substitute what we may have planned at this time since it's last minute and move what we have planned right now into either an empty space in the calendar today or some future date, which I'll reassess tomorrow or next week or next month or next year. The five daily practices are the key to dissipating, disappearing, and dissolving the nervous pressure and anxiety and fear separation that's occurred by all options, opportunity, and touches of favor, regardless of time. 
it allows us to be present and to apply our why by knowing our now and knowing our next. And so when we work before the value, we actually feel grateful when last minute opportunities come because it's proof of our abundance that there's more than enough for everyone and everyone. And the better we are at making these game time decisions based upon the prioritization of the what, the who, and the how, and effectuate the reconciliation of our time today, the 24 hours that we are quote unquote guaranteed, then we're going to be more efficient, more effective, and statistically successful. We're not going to feel overwhelmed. We're not going to feel separate, anxious, frustrated, angry, guilty, resentful, offended, inferior, superior, etc. We're simply going to know our now and reprioritize our now when more options, opportunities, and touches of favor exist and feel that we are blessed to live in that abundance of that unified system of thought that has more than enough opportunities, options, and touches of favor for all of us. Well worth the question, FC. I just want to give you a big shout out. This man is supporting our community, and I certainly am grateful uh, of your support of our community and the incredible questions that you're presenting. One of those people out there that uh, is helping others and know people that can help others. Uh, thank you so much. Shout out to Dave Shell. Haven't seen him. One of my oldest friends. Played for the Dallas Cowboys and uh, I believe played for Arkansas as well. Uh, he, he is amazing. There you go. Love Dave Shell. Put him up there. Thank you, brother. Uh, he's big, Dave. He, he literally is the doppelganger for Fred Flintstone. Except for he's like six foot six and just uh, an amazing, amazing person. And I'm five foot six and not quite as amazing as Dave Shell. But the double Davids have you covered at the low and the high as far as vertical uh, the challenge goes. Anyway, thanks for joining me, Dave. Dick, go ahead. Awesome. Thank you so much, David. And you actually did not cut me off because my suggestion was going to be, let's take a question from online. So great minds think alike as always. Um, but with that said, we have, let me see here, we have Maria Flores, who's been patiently waiting here in the audience. Um, and also said, you know, had put a comment here in the chat about uh, how incredible that first half of training was. So shout out to you, Maria. Thanks so much for joining us. Feel free to unmute yourself and ask David your question. Welcome. Oh my God. Thank you so much. You know, I was just doing the same thing in uh, in my um, in my Instagram account because I'm writing a book, um, and it's a Spanish first because that's what I want to target first. And this is just amazing. I was actually talking about the pattern that we repeat from our family, right? Um, uh, my question is um, uh, how do we break that pattern by, I mean, obviously that's part of my book. How do we, because by writing this book, um, breaking the pattern of my past, um, recognizing that my ideas doesn't, doesn't belong, uh, or it doesn't belong to my actual life. Like my ideas doesn't, that my ideas are different from my pattern, but my parents, and obviously, the, the pattern, uh, the, my parents that grew up with a lot of emptiness and a lot of um, uh, lack of um, emotional intelligence. Um, so my question is, I, I mean, that's why that was how do we break the, that pattern, right? Yeah. So you know, speaking of that pattern, in in 
conjunction with the conscious, subconscious, and unconscious continuum, it all starts from the behaviors. And so not only utilizing the five daily practices, but really being intentional about what we're paying attention to. And, uh, you know, for us to pay attention to and give intention to what we want, regardless of what our family wants, what's missing, what we don't have, uh, you got to remember that everyone is ignorant, except for those people that utilize their source of faith. Everyone is ignorant. There's either ignorant, humble people that recognize their source of faith that they don't know what they don't know. Therefore, they're gonna do their best, learn lessons and have fun each day and trust or have faith in the future and know that there is an omniscient, all-powerful, all-knowing source that loves us more than our mom, that's guiding us even if the outcomes don't seem to be when we want them, where we want them or how we want them, they are still the best option outcomes that are promoting us and protecting us regardless of our timing. And so utilizing the understanding of canceling out anything that is not in our trajectory of what we're doing, saying, thinking, believing, regardless of what's missing, what we don't have, what our parents want for us, because we are ignorant and humble compared to either the ignorant and arrogant people that attack us and hurt us, knowing that attacking people are hurt and hurt people hurt people, or worse, the ignorant and arrogant people like our parents who love us so much that they're more afraid for us than we are for ourselves. So they're giving us advice off of a genetic and energetic inheritance of fear because they're so afraid for us. They want more for us. They want more security stability they want more of what they didn't have and they're focused in on not only fear but they're focused in on what they didn't have what was missing in their lives for you when neither of you should focus in on what's missing and what you don't have you should only focus in on what you want today in a trajectory of where you think you want to be in the future or better and so recognizing the ignorant humility and the ignorant arrogance and instituting a source of faith to resolve that ignorance through humility that we're being protected and promoted by whatever faith it is that you have. And I define faith as gratitude for a future. You know, the, the future already exists. It just distributes itself in inequality. And so it distributes itself to those people that are focused their attention and intention on what they want, those people get distributed more of the future and those that interfere with that get less of that future. But there's an omniscient, all-powerful, all-knowing, infinite future ahead of us, more than enough of everything for everyone. It just doesn't distribute itself equally. It only distributes itself to those people that are focused in on what they want and have the intention of good behavior to have it not interfered with see the future already exists there's more than enough of everything for everyone there's an infinite future it just doesn't distribute itself equally and in order to get your distribution of everything more than enough of everything you have to learn to cancel out the genetic and energetic inheritance and the ignorant arrogance from those who hate you and hate themselves and those who love you too much and are afraid for you and are focused in on what they didn't have what they wanted 
didn't want for you out of fear? Great question. Thank you so much. I, I'm writing exactly that. That's part of my book. Obviously, Beautiful. I am collaborating with a doctor to just specialize in this topic. And obviously, uh, psychologists included in that too. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. And uh, we have a few moments left, uh, Nick. I appreciate uh, the amazing people and questions. Shout out to Laura Jacobson, one of my favorite entrepreneurs with Riot Energy, putting plant-based perfection into yourself. And she is an incredible entrepreneur. Uh, if you haven't tried Riot, uh, it's a riot. Trust me, change your life. Good energy journey uh, is what we're looking for. All right, Jake, uh, Jake, Jakey Bakey, big shout out to you, my brother out there. I'm sure you're asleep. But more importantly, Jake wanted to sleep in from now on. So I put in Slick Nick on the request line. You got time for one quick one, brother. Who's going to be? You want me to take it online? What do we want to do? Can I ask you one question? Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. All right. So I was going to ask you, what's your perception on storytelling? I just wanted to know your idea. Though. Oh, my goodness. This is mostly the basis of how I coach people to be uh, you know, podcasters and speakers and coaches. It's all about the stories. It's all about the stories. So people ask me all the time, this is how... I believe stories are so relevant in everything that you do is number one, all stories should be based off of the lessons that we're learning, the light that we're learning and the love that we're finding and those light, love and lessons that are resonating with us, that are connecting to our essence, our skills, our knowledge, our desire. So number one, part of storytelling, Part of storytelling is to codify and capture a repository, a collection, a silo of lessons, light and love each day that resonates with you. And I have a folder in Outlook. So every time I hear something, read something, meet somebody that teaches me something that resonates with me, some sort of light, some sort of love, some sort of lesson, I go ahead and text myself, but it eventually ends up into my email and into a folder that says lessons. And then on Sundays, usually, there's exceptions to everything I teach, by the way. I'm not 100% perfect. I'm on a pro progress, not perfection journey. But most of the time on Sunday, I go through all the things that resonated with me, all the light, all the love, and all the lessons that resonated with me. And I make a notation. I email myself from that email a notation of two things. One, what category idea does this fit into? And two, a notation of a story that represents that light, that love, and that lesson. A story from my past, a story from someone else, a hybrid story, a made-up story, a 100% factually true story, whatever it may be, I have a notation. And then when I am preparing, for a training, for a coaching, for an interview, for a speaking engagement, a fireside chat, a VIP dinner that has a topic like AI is not your master, it is your servant. I go ahead and get into a folder about technology and technology and I go down and see what light, love and lessons were resonating with me as far as AI being a servant, not a master. And I create these stories around it about Justice Scalia telling me nobody will ever do research on a computer because he was so afraid that the internet was going to be his master. But yet we all know that the searchability, especially within the context of legal research or any research, is 
absolutely the best servant for providing us information in that search. All right, it has struck the hour. I stole a minute from Amelia. I owe you one, my dear, or whoever's up next. I apologize. Thank you, Nick. Close out the room. Email me, david at dmelzer.com. We'll tell you where we're going to be. We give everything for free.